welcome back one and all to another edition of off the record where we go you guessed it off the record mama gave a little chuckle but i think he's a little tired of seeing me since we hung out in la a little bit but good news for you mamba it's not just me today we got your boy aj almondinger in the house and he's already giving you some crap about your truly intake so I'll just let you guys run the show today. You guys can take yeah. it away if you want. Yeah. Well, he's gonna he's gonna you know he's gonna get some Trulies in the boatyard eats, uh, the bar with Krispy Kreme. Yeah. With Krispy Kreme, apparently, which is yeah. cool. Yeah. What a combination. I mean, it, it's Krispy Kreme, but I mean, it's I mean, it's it, you know, right, Krispy Kreme, right? Yeah, whatever you want to call them. That's so great. Uh, no, actually, though, I I never get to hang out with Davey at all because he's in dc so when we go to the racetrack it's always always nice and um aj aj i saw aj one time and i thought he was gonna hit me we were in the we were in the garage yeah didn't you no no he he faked me out like he was someone was giving him crap right someone was talking some shit and i was standing in the group and i think he called him like mighty mouse or something and aj like comes back over and i forgot that aj gets in the gym so he's actually like pretty stout <laughs> he comes through he's like yeah yeah and then he's like acting like he was gonna like slap him but he comes to me to like dab me up and i was like Ugh, like, <laughs> i was like i was like i was like mama do you do you get beat at home like do we need to blink twice if you're in danger when you go home because he was very flinchy so you got me you got me gotta be better than that mama come on now <laughs> usually i am i'm usually like prepared but he really, I haven't seen him. Really. He's fast too. Like AJ's kind of like his cat. He's quick. Sneaky fast. Yeah. Fast. Well, don't compare him. Don't, don't put AJ and Mr. Tickles in the same sentence. I feel like these are different bars here. I think AJ would probably admit that too. Yeah. I mean, Tickles, Tickles runs the show. Tickles uh, is the show. He is the show. Then we got, you know, then during the pandemic, we got Zena, the French bulldog. So she's, she kind of counteracts Mr. Tickles. And then Tara falls somewhere in that somewhere. That was not a good answer. It's a, it's a hierarchy. It's well, hierarchy. I didn't say she's she's above me, but she's still probably below Tickles. No. Keep probably ahead of Zena. Dig out of that hole you just built there yourself. You go. go ahead. Yeah, he's go good. Ahead. Yeah, he, he paved it over. It's good. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Well, speaking of paving over, how about that for a transition? Nice. That's nice. a car I, segue. Wow. Did you like how Thank I you. set you up, though? That was a behind the back. You know, alley-oop. I was it actually, though? Do. I think I just yeah, no. took that No, I did that on purpose. Oh, okay, right. whatever. I thought I did cool. it on purpose. But- I mean, hey, we vibe, so I'll take your word for it. Anyways, NASCAR paved the way, a new way forward, perhaps, as they ran inside the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. In case you live under a rock, NASCAR's clash at the Coliseum, I think we all can agree it was a resounding success. We all three were there. One of us had a bigger hand in the competition side of things so i'll start off with you aj why do you think if you can narrow it down to maybe a couple things why do you think this event was such a success yeah i mean i think it it, more than anything it was different because you know nascar and i will say this over the last couple years they they've tried to go to new racetracks and and we are places like coda going to nashville uh you know you get big crowds there and all that but you know, you take the clash and it's called what, I mean, at least to me over the last few years, it's been a somewhat of a boring race. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. It, it's you go to Daytona and yeah, it kicks off speed weeks, but it's another super speedway race with a limited amount of cars. Uh, then they tried the road course, which I thought was kind of a cool idea. But the problem was when they did that, the pandemic hit. So we went back to Daytona road course anyways. So it wasn't like all of a sudden we were doing this one race kind of out of the blue. We're like, we ended up doing it for the last two years. So that lost the luster. So I felt like when you got an exhibition race to a certain degree like that, why not make it different than what we do every weekend? Why not try something? Uh, but with that said, you have to go to the right market. You know, you go to Los Angeles and I mean, we were there, we saw all the stars, whether it's, it was sports athletes, it was pop music stars, it was movie and, you know, and actors and actresses and things like that. Uh, and I think it just put on a great show because there was, whether you were a NASCAR fan or you'd never seen NASCAR, there was a concert going on with Pitbull playing and then Ice Cube playing at, at, at halftime. I mean, that was, I was in the car and that place was booming at that point. Like, I was like, I was like, dude, I want to get out and start drinking. Like, let's have a good time. Let's go. Uh, it might've helped my driving actually at the way I, <laughs> I ran some of those laps, but anyway, we do not endorse story. that. Just um, but yeah, I just thought, I thought it was well run. NASCAR did a fantastic job. It was worth a shot in a way. I feel like the all-star race needs something like that too, because you know, it, it's, it was been at Charlotte forever. Now it was at, now it's at Texas, but it's still the same type of racetrack. It's why not try something different for that as well. At some point. I hope, I hope that our, our producer gives me a solo shot on this one because ha! to everybody who thought it was going to suck because it didn't suck. It was actually freaking awesome. And if you didn't check, if you weren't there, like I had somebody on my Facebook that was like, Oh, it looked like it was, it wasn't, it wasn't that great. We changed the channel after the halftime show. I'm like, oh, were you there? And they're like, well, no. I'm like, okay, then shut up. Like, really, really. Like, if you weren't there, you really, I know you're speaking from your view, which is fine. I didn't watch it from the TV. I watched it from there. And the fans were insane. Like, it was, there was so many people. I was out in Fan Fest. I was showing around some of the influencers, like, giving them the ins and outs. And, and was able to cut up with like some of the drivers and the crew guys. It's, everybody was having a good time. Um, I loved it. Uh, I actually, for the first probably half the race, no, nah, maybe not the first half, maybe the first quarter, I was just walking around the stadium smiling because everybody was so happy. I'm like, this, this worked. I was just like, I didn't even have to watch the race. I thought we won before we watched the race even happened. I showed up, I think it was Thursday night. I walked in for the kickback party and the, the, the elevator doors open. I walk out on the seventh floor and it was like walking to Fenway Park. It was just, dude, it was like, wow, we, we really pulled this thing off. And um, I thought it was fantastic. So I had a couple similar reactions to you, Mamba. Like during the halftime show, after I met my boy Ice Cube, got a little interview with him, you know, we're tight, we're pals. Saw that. Yeah. Uh, but during the halftime show, we're in the press box and they open up the windows and Ice Cube is playing a concert at halftime of a NASCAR race in L.A. in a stadium. I, I literally could not stop smiling. I was vibing so hard. I looked over at some other people and they were just head bobbing. I'm like, this is unreal. This is so cool. And even some of the radio chatter, I didn't hear your guys AJ, but I heard on Radioactive, some guys were like, I kind of want to get out and and part of this. <laughs> So you showed up. That that would have been great. Just hop they out had for five minutes, sit on the driver's side window, 
get a truly in your hand or a Celsius water, you know, there you go. And just do your thing. Missed opportunity, but we got next year. Hopefully we'll see. They, they had the cars backwards. Like if, if the cars could have pulled in, even yeah. though it wouldn't have made much sense, but if they could have pulled in, so they were facing the stage, I think that would have been kind of, been kind of bomb. I don't know if like next gen cars can have hydraulics, like, you know, Ramon and cars or whatever. <laughs> they could just like bump, you know, like right hey. in front of the, the pantheon, Dave, whatever Dave, it's called. Stop. stop. They, we don't have enough parts already for these cars, right? <laughs> we don't need to try to add hydraulics to them. All right. Let's just get through this season. Get some spare parts on these cars, and then we can talk about that next year. Speaking of, yo, speaking of spare parts, uh, your your teammate. So how? So I do have a question that's actually like not just BS. Like, so he hit a ton on the inside wall, which, like, obviously it gave, and, and he, luckily he was okay. And it, like the car took a lot of the impact. But are you guys like? So that happens. Are you guys like, oh shit? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you talk about parts, like suspension parts like it wasn't just body you know what i mean it was yeah, like a good hit. i mean i think it, it's it's one of those things that it every every part that you use up right now is is kind of like oh that's that's not good uh is it gonna all of a sudden change sp speed weeks for for you know jay and 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 daniel hamrick that's driving the 16 car no it doesn't it doesn't like put us behind but i'm not gonna lie like when i saw the caution come out and I'd seen what happened to Jay and saw the left front gone. There was a piece of my mind that thought, all right, like I I'm going to keep driving hard, but I, I don't want to tear this car up because now it's just going to set the whole, the team back even more. And so it, it, it did cross my mind because we are all in that situation, not just college racing, every team, big or small is in that situation. And speed week start on what Wednesday? So mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, they're working hard right now to make sure the cars are ready. Yeah, AJ, qualifying's on Wednesday, but actually the Cup cars first hit the track on Tuesday. They got two practice sessions, I think. So the turnaround time, even though we have that week break with the Super Bowl, it still is not as much as you would usually like, considering you know you have a full off week and then you race the next week. Well. Yeah, we got that, but instead of having another full off week, you got to come back early in that week to hit the track for practice. And oh, by the way, you don't want to wreck yourself in practice or qualifying or anything like that because Lord knows that these teams don't have a big inventory for backup cars either. So I'm sure you're pretty glad that you're not going to have to worry about that during speed weeks, at least from your personal perspective. I know the team's still going to be worried, but it's not going to be good if, if somebody wads their stuff up early. Yeah, I mean, I, I might have texted Hamrick while I was in L.A. and said, hey, if I F this car up, my bad. Like, <laughs> my like, bad. Hey, I don't have to worry about it. For yeah, like, no, no, you're I don't have to worry about it for like four weeks. Like my next cup race is Phoenix. I was like, I was like, by that point, they should have everything back together. I was like, you know, if, I, if I tear this bitch up, like it's, it's on you, man. Sorry but about not, it. Yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm an Xfinity driver now for the next three weeks for sure. So, like, I was like, you guys focus on that. Yeah, I'm not you, about it. you big time cup guys, you handle that. I'm like, go yeah. back to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a little Xfinity guy. So, you know, Hamrick's the 500 driver. So, that's on him. So, so you talk about that, bro. Like, real quick, I do want to touch on it because I feel like the sport, like the industry does, but like, we don't, it's not really talked about. Bro, your comeback. Like your, I, I, it's like, you like ran the gamut on your comeback too. Like you went all the way back to like your sports car stuff. And then it was like here and there. And then you're like, 
I guess I'll do some TV stuff. And then it's like, I'll drive your car twice. That was pretty good. Almost won. I guess I'll drive it some more if you want me to. And yeah, I'll do a full season. I mean, what the hell? You want me to go cup racing too? I'll win Indy for you. Like, whatever. <laughs> like, you guys, you guys have grown colleagues. And I, it reminds me a little bit of Kurt Busch. Because Kurt, everywhere he goes, he makes that place better. And I feel like you've done the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it's I kind of laugh. Is everybody's like, oh, you're coming back. I was like, I wasn't like, I haven't risen from the dead or anything. <laughs> yeah, you like, were I gone. Mean, I, I thought you were dead. You were gone. Yeah. You were gone. But uh. no, it, you know, it was all kind of unexpected. I didn't, I didn't really know. And we've talked about it, you know, I've talked about it many times, but it was like, yeah, I, after 2018, it wasn't in my mind like, okay, I'm just, uh, this, I guess I'm retiring. It was just like, I don't know what the next thing is. And I had been beat up for a while and, and mentally was, was kind of just done and didn't know if I, how much I wanted to drive. So I felt like everything happened at the right time. NBC called me and said, Hey, would you like to do broadcasting? And I thought, okay, well, that's my next step. Like, okay, that that's where I'm going to go. And fortunately enough, got the call from Matt Collard and Chris Rice. And it went from like five or six races to, we ended up actually, we did, Part of uh, the pandemic like changed a lot of things for a lot of people, but in a way it almost kind of helped me because I wasn't expecting, we were kind of going to do the same schedule the next year. And really a, a couple of things happened. We missed the race at Daytona because we had a part failure during qualifying. Mm -hmm. So they were like, so sorry about that they're like now we'll, we'll give you another race or two where do you want to go and i'm like next time next time i drive i hope the part fails just yeah, so like, like, hey you give me another race or two like, dude they were they were like like matt was like i'm so sorry man i was like it's okay i don't really like super speedway racing anyways like you're not really <laughs> killing me here i was like i miss daytona i don't i hate super speedway racing i don't that's thank fine. you but do me like, a favor yeah but they were like they were like well pick a racetrack or pick a couple. And I was like, I don't know. Let's, let's do Bristol and Atlanta. It's close. It's going to, you know, it's not going to cost a lot of money, I think. And Bristol went okay. Bristol could have went really well. And then next thing, next weekend we go to Atlanta and win that. And, and with the pandemic, the way it happened, Matt was like, well, hell, I want to do more races because I won Atlanta. I was in the dash for cash in Xfinity and went to Homestead, won that. And it just, then it just spiraled. And really at the end of the day, my golf game was absolute effing trash, <laughs> trash. So I had this whole life goal, like, all right, you know, I've, I've tried to save some money up. Like you just, yeah, you do a little TV, do some racing, play golf every day. Well, I was more mad coming home every day playing golf than I'd ever been racing and sucking. <laughs> and they were like, Hey, do you want to run full time? I'm like, yeah, because I'm so pissed off right now. Every day of my life <laughs> golfing and sucking at it. I need to get back to racing to stay a little more calm. And that's pretty much how it happened. So people that think, you know, you, you having this comeback to get back in the race car, you got to prove yourself unfinished business. No, you just sucked at golf and you were tired of being beat down by yourself. Yeah, really. I was, I, I, I more felt bad for my wife, Tara, because it's not good when you walk in the door after playing like seven days in a row and, and I open the door and she's like, how, how was it today? I'm like, it's freaking horrible. I freaking hate this game. Like, I'm done. I, oh, I hate it. I'm like, I'm like, well, oh, there's a, 
Oh, there's a tea time open at a.m. tomorrow. I'm going to do that. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to 8 a.m. Yep. Yep. Let's you play again tomorrow. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a, a different result, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, uh-huh. So Matt called was like, Hey, you want to go full time? I was like, yeah, this ain't working for me. So let's go full time. So <laughs> I had no expectations last year and it kind of worked out. Really, really, what really what happened was every, AJ had inside information that the NCAA was going to let students, you know, play sports and get indoors. And he's like, oh, I'll just get my golf game up, go get a, you know, a bachelor's in, in business. I'll, you know, get some endorsements. It'll be great. Mm. Yeah. He just couldn't play golf at all. So, and I realized I quickly hate to study still. So, <laughs> very fast. That was it. <laughs> No race car driver. I was, I was you, not doing the J.R. Smith going back to school to play golf. <laughs> do you do the J.R. Smith and take your shirt off after you win? No, no, I, I don't. I'm, I'm working on that. Those 2022 after. victory celebration. Huh? Yeah. What? Yeah. Do you, yeah what? Huh? So, so do you guys? Do you think about what you're gonna do? Because I feel like you're just no. so amped up that that you just pure do adrenaline. Pure. No, it's it's you know I've spent many years wanting to win races you know it, it like I, I went through my career like when I was coming up in the open wheel ranks I really won everything like and yeah. I was like this is great and then I went a little bit of time not winning in champ car and then I won five out of nine races all of a sudden and then I went to NASCAR and decided just to get my effing stuff just kicked in every yeah. weekend of my life and uh so yeah there was many a times where I didn't think I'd ever win again and you hope but you never, there's no guarantees that I did have this conversation with Brad Doherty one time. And, you know, we were talking about just, I, I always love talking to Brad, especially because he'd been there and done that at an elite level. Right. I mean, at, at UNC and then in the NBA and I love talking to Brad about sports and his mentality and the ups and downs and everything that he did. And we were talking about it one day and I said, you know, Brad, but I said, at the end of the day, at least in pretty much every sport, you're guaranteed to win to a certain degree. Yeah. And he was like, well, I was like, think about it. I think the worst record ever in the NBA was like nine and 73. It's so yeah, 70. Detroit Lions one time. Yeah, but they they got next year and they won. Correct. Correct. Right? Uh, like, yeah. 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 I see where you're There's, at. I got you. It's twice in the NFL that, you know, you've, they've went winless, right? Or the right. teams have went winless. But the next year, they win. So, and, you know, in the NBA, it's, you know, yeah, 73 times you felt like crap, but there's still nine times you felt good after a game. You know, baseball, I think it's like, you know, I, I thought, I think it's like uh, 50 and 100 and, and, a, and 12. Well, 50 <laughs> times you still felt good. But racing, there's no guarantees you're ever going to win. So, when it comes to my celebrations, that is the raw emotion because I am so hard on myself, no matter how it's going. You know, even last year, you can ask Chris Rice, like, I mean, it's after a bad race, I'm like in tears because I'm like, man, maybe that, maybe the previous week was the last time it's ever going to happen. So that's why when I win, like you see those emotions, because to me, I'm like, it may never happen again. So I'm going to celebrate this one like it's the last one. So since we're getting a little bit deep, I'm curious as to, you know, when you did step away or were forced to step away, however you want to say it, right? I mean, what were you at peace with that at that point before, even before NBC came calling and, and you hated your golf game? 
when you ended up leaving the cup series, right. And you had your success, you won a race at Watkins Glen, you know, you had a great relationship with the folks at JTG and obviously your time at Penske and RPM, right. Were you, were you content? Were you satisfied? Were, were you feeling okay? Can't really say yay or nay. Right. Like I, I can't, I, I don't, I don't know what that feeling was. I just knew I needed a break because I was the last, the, the last year and a half, it was just some, just not feeling great about it. Not, not being a happy person. Uh, just every day was kind of a struggle. You know, it's tough going to the racetrack when you're, you know, I think, I think what, what we're, it was tough because we were doing great things over there. Um, and I love Tad, especially for everything that he did for me. And, and we had so many great times uh, at the racetrack and away from the racetrack, but you know, when expectations between the team and the driver and all that, they, they start changing. Uh, and that that's when it becomes tough because I don't feel like you're on the same page. So I would, I don't know what I was. I, I just, I just knew it was when it, they said, you know, we need to part ways that I wasn't, I wasn't in disagreement. I just was like, okay, well, I, I don't know what the next step is, but I know right now I just need a break. Yeah. I feel like, <clears throat> You like, like, by the way, you like how it's just getting slowly darker in my room. I just realized. Yeah, that. what it's let me, let me turn a light on or something. The sun is going down, AJ. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, this is a great point to take a break. So AJ's gonna turn on his lights. Yeah. Mama's gonna keep sipping his truly, and we'll be right back on off there the record. But this is gonna stay in though, because this, this is great <laughs> stuff. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Off the Record. Mamba Smith over here with me. AJ Allmendinger with me and his lightsaber, a.k.a. trophy room behind him. It's, tro it's just trophies. Yeah. It's, you know, that's it's all, all it is. It's just trophies. You know, your trophy behind, behind, behind racing. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mamba's in the – Mamba, some baby put Mamba in the corner there. It's like, I don't know yeah. what he's doing. He's just like, I don't know where he like, – I'm just in a corner. It's, there's nothing yeah. behind me. Literally there. in a corner. Yeah, Mama's like, like, I don't like any art, no, nothing that makes me smile or anything. I just want a tan beige ball behind me. That's all I'm going to do is stare at. I, you know what? Moving on from what is behind me and what is not and what I like to do in my free time, which is not much. Um, so you, you talked for uh, the other side of the break about JTG and your time there. I think one person that doesn't get enough credit, like, like, is Brad Doherty. Brad Doherty is somebody who loved the sport. He came from basketball, obviously had a great NBA career because he had a NBA career. So that by itself means yeah. you had a good one. If you ask me, this man was a um, number one overall pick casually. Yeah. Yeah. Casually. Right. And he was like best friends with um, Coleman Presley's dad, Robert Presley, who was a very good race car driver. And they built a car, especially for Brad. Brad couldn't race it, but they raised the cage in it so he could go and drive it around, like go and pra turn practice laps. Like he's a racer through and through. And um, I just don't think he gets enough credit for being a pioneer. Like it's Black History Month. And I think it's important um, to bring that up and, and his, his grind, like he's literally stayed in it when he really didn't have to. And, and he didn't have to with JTG either. Like, they have stayed committed to the, the grind. And, and he's the first African-American owner, like, just straight-up owner. Obviously, Wendell Scott owned Andrew, but in the modern-day area, he's the first African-American owner to, to win a race. 
on the national series and that like here here like that's badass yeah and and brad you know i think the reason he doesn't get the recognition for it is because he doesn't talk about it but like he wouldn't like he, he you just you, you kind of saw him in the background every now and then right and like that like because he didn't talk about it much and um but like that for me with especially with him being a part of jtg and you know it being jtg doherty racing he was just kind of the silent partner but he was there when the team needed him when tad and jody needed him and um that's something that he's he's always been like that and that's why i love talking to him because i, I loved his his background the reason he wore the number that he wore and in, in the nba 43 was because of richard petty he, he loved right. richard petty and <laughs> you know he just so he the passion that he has for the sport, but uh, he never has to be forefront with it. So that that's, I think why you don't talk about him that much because he he's, he's just, he doesn't want to be talked about in that reason. He, he just loves the sport. And that was, that was the greatest thing in victory lane at Watkins Glen is him picking me up. Just carrying like he picked me up and this is like, I, this was the sad part of my life. Really? He, <laughs> He picked me up and was like, oh, my God, shaking me. And then he generally forgot I was still in his arm. He started high-fiving other people. No way. And I was like, and I'm like, if you see there's a picture, he's holding me like, he's kind of holding me like this. And I'm like, Brad, stop it. I'm a man. Put me down. And he's like, oh, sorry, dude. So I generally think he actually forgot I was just one hand in you casually. Yeah, he just can do. He's literally like, like this. High yeah. five and everybody, and I'm like, yeah. bro, put me down. I'm a man. <laughs> Still here. He's you like, gotta oh, have a picture of that somewhere in your man cave. Yeah. So he uh I remember one time we were getting on a plane just for a, a sponsor thing, and and it was a tiny like charter plane, and he's carrying all of his clothes on 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 the plane. And I said to him, Brad, like, why do you carry your clothes everywhere? And he said, Well, AJ if they lose my clothes, I don't, I can't go to like to the preteen gap and just buy more clothes. Oh, oh. And I was like, true. Damn. He made a great point and he slid, he dunked all over your head at the same time. Life is different when you're that tall. Yeah. I tried to, I tried to, uh, we were playing basketball one time and you know, he's got, yeah, hold on, hold on before we're done. So, you know, the reason, part of the reason he retired was because of his, he had his back. Right. That's why he retired so early. So he can't move around great. I remember I was thinking I was, you know, I was balling, shot calling. I was, <laughs> I, I did a little move Stop on him it. and he can't move that quick. And Stop I did, it. I did like a little turnaround J. I'm like, oh, got him. And he blocked it with uh, his elbow. <laughs> and I was like, I'm done. So that's what, <laughs> that's the day I stopped playing with Brad in basketball when he blocked it with his elbow and never moved actually. He, he didn't, he just was like, and I was like, yep, done. We're going to break. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back to Off the Record. Mamba is cracking open truly number two, three? Uh, two? Well, I had one pregame uh, one and one in-game one. This is second in-game one. All right. So, we'll, so, we'll so three overall, second in-game. AJ is getting darker by the second. Yeah, um, I mean, we're <laughs> – I don't, we're, hold on here. Let's go to break again. <laughs> okay, fine. We'll be right back again. 
Welcome back to Off the Record. Mom was making fun of my clapping. AJ, it's almost like you did TV and you know that I say we have one more break to go to. So conveniently, you threw right to break and it was very seamless. Good job by you. Uh, well, that I was trying to, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're saving money here at the Almdinger house. So we only turn one light on at a time. So this is as bright as it gets now. Well, good th the good do. thing is, the good thing is I can actually tell that the wall is a greenish color. And I can yeah. kind of see trophies behind you before it just looked like a bunch of random stuff. I was like, what is this? Well, no, we saw it at the start and then halfway yeah, I mean, through it. it kind of if just... you don't believe it, like, I mean, hey, we can, we oh, can get wow. the uh, Richard Childress hey, uh, Indy win. Want, do you want that? How you doing? Is it open already? Did you already open it? No, I didn't open that. But I think, I think it's sitting in the sun with probably a bad call, like trying to open that and drink it. But we're just going to leave that there. You're saving that for a special night. Maybe. Soon as Mamba comes over, we're Ooh. opening it. Oh, wow! You better what put you doing nice... tomorrow, Mamba. He's He's gonna try it first, just in case it sat in the sun for too long, and he's gonna let me know how it goes. Okay, so the last time, the last time I saw AJ out in in uh, in a setting Whoa. where it was like, what? No, 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 no. It's fine. Not that story. Not that story. <laughs> AJ's like, hold on now. <laughs> no, because he rem he doesn't remember, but he remembers the one. There's a major one that we yeah. will leave out yeah. of here. Um, I was at, I showed up at, um, Fox and Hound in Huntersville and I was sitting there with a buddy and he was with a couple people. And right before I was going to leave, I was going to leave him with a shot of tequila and I'm like, I'm out. Like, here we go. Bah, got him. Right. Well, the thing was, what happened was, is the girl, the, the waitress didn't get back with the check in time. So the shot got there and then I'm still sitting there like, and he's like, oh, no, now I'm, I'm like, nope, I got to go. See ya. And I bolted because it got there after. So <sighs> he kind of owes me one, which is not really good. But, yeah. you know, yeah. well, okay. he's got some he's got some uh, sun aged warm wine for you. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a that's a payback for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, By the AJ, way, side, no side note to that story. Um, he bought the lowest dollar tequila possible as well he didn't Facts. he didn't step up at all no well, no that's part of it right yeah. i mean if you're gonna do something yeah. like that you don't ball out you get the you get the bottom of the barrel that's fair yeah yeah, yeah. rubbing alcohol it's fine yeah, right yeah like everclear it's basically probably, hand sanitizer he probably like he probably like <laughs> don't drink don't he probably do likes that better honestly this is a high dollar body here okay this mm. only the best tara your husband's lying. Yeah, come, Tara. Come get him. Please. I'll tell you. What what's it like? What's it what's it like being married to like a miss, you know, I don't know what's what, it like knowing you're inferior to your partner? <laughs> That's kind of what I was getting at. I'm okay with it. Yeah. No, I know. Like, oh. I would be too. Everybody's like, like, oh, nice. You outkicked your coverage. I'm like, duh. Like, isn't that the goal? Hey. Like I tell him, don't hate the player, hate the game. Swish. Yes, sir. Right. Blocked by the elbow. Not today. That's right. He <laughs> yeah. gave him the open under. Yeah. Flow Euro step. You know, nope. I always said if they set that hoop at six feet, I could dunk on some people. It wouldn't even be. You don't even know. I, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to send you a song. It's called Short King Anthem, and you'll love it. And it, we're going to bop to it because I'm not very tall. So we're, okay. we're yeah, no, we'll bop to it this week. Speaking of speaking of short kings, 
Can you give us a refresher on how uh, the whole thing about Justin being your son, how that started? Uh, he's literally young enough to be my son. So I just right. found, I don't have any kids. And uh, when I first started at, at College Racing, you know, we kind of eased into our relationship a little bit because I didn't, I was only doing a couple of races. I wasn't stepping mm -hmm. on any toes. And, you know, the fun part of it is I've really gotten to know him and, and, uh, as we saw at the clash, I mean, I think the kid can wheel it and, and, you know, he's, he's going to do a lot of great things. He already has done a lot of great things for call of racing continually. He's going to do a lot of great things for call of racing, but yeah, the joke kind of became, I was, I think, I mean, he's 22, I'm 40. He's young enough to be my son. And, and you guys are the same height. So it's not like, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Well, he's actually well, probably shorter than you. He is shorter than me. Yeah, he That's is. why I like him. Yeah, it also works because he's really good at super speedways. You hate him, so it's a father-son relationship that kind of balances itself out. Yeah, he, he, he'll let me know that I've found every way possible to lose super speedway races, so I, I thank him for that. You need yes. honesty in a father-son relationship. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of super speedway races, you guys over there in the Xfinity program, even the cup program, honestly, when you guys are – when you go to super speedways, it's like watching throwback to DEI days. Yeah. Like you guys are just, you guys do, you got, I feel yeah. like your organization works as a actual team. Like everybody wants to see the. That summer Daytona race, it was on display and it was Amazing. pristine, pristine. It's, it's, it's like poetry in motion. It's like, oh wow, mm -hmm. these guys are actually fighting for each other and they want the team to win because like the crew guys, they probably are winning. Like when the team wins, everyone's deal is different, but I feel I can see that. And I, I like that culture. I think it's important. Yeah. Matt Collig. I mean, he sets it up for all the men and women at Collig racing that, and not just super speedways, but when any one of our team wins, everybody wins because generally at the race shop, it, it's, it's not the 16, the 11, the 10, everybody has a hand in every car. So there's, there's no teams at the shop. That's cool. Sure. When we get on the road, it's it's my guys and and it was Jay's guys and and Jeb's guys and now it's Daniel's guys and Landon's guys. But at the in the shop, everybody's touching the car. So yeah, we have our, our specific team members when we get to the racetrack. But at the end of the day, there's still all of us, and it's still yeah. call it racing. So uh, you know, for me, and I and I can't speak to anybody else that that is driven there. I. I I love this race team. So I'm happy when one of us wins, but at the super speedways, the best way to do that is everybody's got to work together to make it happen. And that's what it comes down to. So uh, we've tried to do our best, you know, and it, and it takes the right guys to make sure it works, but we've always tried to focus on all three cars being up front and making it hard for the rest of the field. Now, Daytona, July, you know, or August, whenever the, the race, when we come off three wide, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't have ever imagined that happening. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we've always tried to make it to where at least we give ourselves the best chance to win. All right, AJ. So uh, this season, I don't think that it would be over the top to say that you're one of the favorites, if not the favorite for the Xfinity championship, right? I'm curious from your perspective as a driver, do you deem success this season winning the championship, getting to the championship four, winning a lot of races? Do you have a bar set in terms of what you want to achieve? So I try not to, to look at last year and go, we have five wins. We should have 
nine wins this year. Of course, that's the ultimate goal. You want to keep winning races. Uh, but, you know, I think last year I went in with the expect or no real expectations of, okay, I, I just knew, wanted to run up front. I didn't know how I was going to be full season Xfinity. It went really well, but, you know, looking at the playoffs, it kind of looked at one of those things where we never had the true speed. I felt like to ever really win a lot of those races, take out the Roval, but the, the oval races, I mean, we ran okay. And we got to the championship for Phoenix, but even at Phoenix, I never was in contention to win that it, yeah. I just, I was kind of the fourth guy there. So that, that hurt a bit. So I think this year, because of that, I go in with a different outlook of, I'm just going to take it kind of as it comes and not I, last year I was so focused. I just want to get to the championship four. like, God, please let me get to the championship four. And it was great that we did that, but the way we did it in the, in the playoffs, it was like, okay, well that's disappointing because never really had a shot at it. Yeah. So, um, you know, with the way this championship works, uh, I try not to make the champion, the, the final championship, you know, the, the season ending championship, the ultimate goal, of course you want to do that, but you can win 20 races and you don't win the right race and you don't win the championship. You can win 32 so, races. Yeah. I love what Daniel did to go win his first race oh, yeah. and make it a championship. Like, hell yeah. But I would never have traded Daniel's year for what I got to experience five right. wins, a cup win on top of it, ultimate goals to win races, get to the final four and give ourselves a better shot at it. But, uh, you know, just like everything, you, you get better, you get a little bit wiser as it goes on. So, yeah. you know, hopefully we can get ourselves lead more laps, give ourselves more chances at victory and, and capitalize on those. I, I will say that last year when it went public that you were going to be the uh, running full time, I, publicly said he's the best driver in Xfinity right now. And I don't care. Like this is my favorite. I, check I thought, those receipts. I check them, check the <laughs> tweets. I really, I was, I doubled down on it and I, I felt good about my pick all the way until I didn't feel good about it. So that's okay. It's that's fine. How it works. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but I did have one last question because you come from an open wheel deal. Have you ever ran like, have you ever raced like short track, like stock cars? No. Like, uh, I like, I like that the Coliseum was, everybody's like, oh, I mean, it's kind of what pe we've grown up doing. I was like, hell it is. I'm like, I never, <laughs> yeah, you're like, I'm like, I tested it Caraway one time in a cup car. I think that's about as close as I got. Would you, would you be interested this summer in dabbling in some short track racing with your boy? I mean, let's see, I'm at 49 races this year. So I'm going to have to t think about that. All right. You fly back. What do you mean? You'll be back. I mean, let's let's talk about that as it gets closer. This is I just see his polite way of saying I'd be interested, but since you offered, I'm out. He wow, no, wow. no, you no, really flipped that the other way. He no, really flipped that no. on me. The, the true answer is is you know depending on how it's going, I may hate racing. And I may not want to get in a race car at that point. So I'm you never go, know. I'm gonna go talk to your wife. I don't, I know she's the boss. Yeah. If she goes, if she goes, you have to go. Yeah, her her I mean, I think her her love would be like, let's go to more races. No, probably not, but she might be like, let's go to Mamba's race because he's fun and cool and you're not. Yeah, way to be I don't want to I don't want to go to your race because you know. I'm with you you're not time. fun or cool. Yeah, you seem happier at the racetrack than I am. So like maybe. I got to be honest, when I'm at the racetrack, I am, because I get to see all y'all. 
It's a great day to be alive, AJ. It's a great day to be alive. But how are you? How how are you as a race car driver though? Mediocre. Are you you a complete a hole if it's not going well? Do you like do the like? I see your I see your your you know your tweets and your videos. Like, hey, I'm here racing. Didn't make the main. It's all good. I'm okay. Like, do you get off? Shut the phone off and like second he puts the phone down. God damn. Screw this. Yeah, be yeah. real. Be real for the fans. Okay, okay. Look, I am. I, I'm wearing a Kobe Bryant. This is my favorite jersey all time. I'm wearing a Kobe Bryant jersey. I do not take losing very well. I don't. But in 10, 11 years of racing, I have learned to, you know, not everyone's gonna get to drive a race car, and yeah. so. To get the opportunities that I've had, I gotta, I gotta be happy about them and gotta enjoy them. Because if I'm not enjoying it, then f it, right? So I'm mad as shit that I didn't make the snowflake this past year because I thought we could have made some noise and some things happened I didn't make in qualifying. I don't race enough, and these are all excuses. Are they facts? Yes, but are they excuses? Yes. So I try not to talk about them too much. But I'm gonna drop that in there just a little bit. Yeah. Um. I'm fun still, even in losses, but uh, I drink more when I lose than when I win, which is usually that's a hard lot. to do. But hey, that's what I was gonna say. You think I well, people feel bad for me, so that I don't cheap have to tequila, buy I'll get you. No, yeah. I get Juanitos. I don't even. I, I, I'm like, I'm not even that cheap. I'm still good. Okay. All right, fellas. You'll see. I wish, you'll see. I wish we had more time because there's a lot more we need to get to. Uh, but AJ, we'll just have to have you on later on in the season. My last question is not NASCAR related. It is IndyCar related. In a word, one word, would you be interested in running the Indy 500 again one day? No. Okay. I'll leave it at that and we'll get to it next time. How about that? Okay, perfect. Okay. Good. <laughs> well, AJ, uh, actually though, thank you for your time because it's very valuable, especially at this point in the season. Things are ramping up. So yeah. we appreciate you so much. Same with you, Mama. Thanks for not being thank too uh, too drunk on the show and not going pee in the middle. You had the opportunity to, but you didn't. So I'm proud of you. You're, you're about to go release release what you need to in a minute here, I'm sure. I'm in, I'm in season form. I'm in prime off-season form. I'm going to yes. go hang out with AJ this weekend. Whenever this comes out the weekend. That's getting like, yeah, we probably already hung out when this comes out. But yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But um, everyone will probably know that already, so it's cool. Yeah. Well, uh, enjoy your weekend or the next weekend, whenever this comes out. AJ, good luck hanging out with Mamba. And thank you for listening to Off the Record. We will catch you next time. And guess what? Daytona, right around the corner. Get ready.